those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the, house, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. How are you feeling about Christmas? Perhaps that strikes you as a strange question this Christmas day. But we all come with different things. We're all feeling different things. Some of us might be um, really excited that it's Christmas day. Some of us... Um, it might not be the best or the easiest day of our year. We've got our own joys and sorrows, frustrations, excitements. I could go on. But however you're feeling, whether it's your favourite time of year, whether it's your most dreaded time of the year, or whether it's somewhere in between, thank you for joining us and happy Christmas. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come together once again and rejoice in your birth. Would you help us to know more about you, more of your love for us this Christmas time? Amen. So whether you've heard our reading a hundred times before or whether it's the first time that you've ever heard it, if I ask the question, what comes to mind when I mention the Christmas story? What pictures do you see? What pops into your head? Perhaps you see stables or a long, long walk, perhaps snow or a crib, angels, Mary and Joseph, perhaps some children with some tea towels on their heads, some shepherds. Some of these feature um, in our reading in the account we heard, but others not so much. Would you be shocked if I suggested a few other words? Fear, terror, hardship, exhaustion, confusion, uncertainty. 
some of these we hear directly from the passage. Others are more assumed. Because of the nature of online church, I'm recording this the week before Christmas. It's safe to say that we're in uncertain times. In the last couple of days in Wales, some changes have been brought in because of the COVID situation, or rather been, been announced. Perhaps there might be more to come. We just don't know. And that's really hard for many people. Last year in Wales, there were lots of last minute changes. And that was really, really difficult for some people, for many, many people. And this year, so many people were perhaps looking forward to a more normal Christmas for it to be different this year. And yet here we are again. And so this reading that we've heard, it so speaks into our human real life, into our existence. And so before we hear some more specific details about God's plan for Jesus's life, we hear a very human story in these first few verses. Joseph had to be registered. It wasn't a case of if he felt like a long, long trip. He could. No, he had to go and be counted. And Mary, because she was engaged, had to go with him too. A long journey, nine months pregnant. By car, it would be about two and a half hours drive. Even that, if you were nine months pregnant, I assume would be fairly uncomfortable. It's about 100 miles. On foot, it'd be well over 24 hours. Who knows if they actually had a donkey or not. And when they arrived in Bethlehem, there would have been loads of people, loads of noise, loads of dust and dirt. It probably would have been quite smelly. I imagine there'd be queues galore. And then there's no suitable place to stay, to give birth. So Mary probably would have been a lot more gracious than me. But I think if I'd been in that situation, I would have been really grumpy quite fed up and not best pleased about the whole situation. Because as we heard, there's no room at the inn. Yes, there was a manger. Yes, they were where animals were eating from. The manger was where animals were eating from. Were they in a stable? We don't know. Were they in a cave? We don't know. But humanly speaking, was it the ideal place for them to be staying and for Mary to give birth to the baby? No. So Jesus comes to earth as a baby, not the stately king that perhaps people expected. They've been waiting for their saviour after all. Yet he comes as a vulnerable baby. No suitable place, humanly speaking, to be born. He gets the uncertainty that we face. He gets the pain and the mess and the reality of life. But the story doesn't end there. We get another picture of real life in Jesus's time. The shepherds were on the hills and these shepherds were on the edge of society. They're not the most favoured of society. And yet the angels chose them, God chose them, to reveal the message from God himself. Firstly, we get that first bit of the message, do not be afraid. And understandably, they would have been terrified wouldn't you be if you were out on the hills, minding your own business, looking after the sheep, and suddenly an angel pops up and gives you a message from God? And this message is bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a saviour who is the Messiah, the Lord. And you will have a sign. You will find a child wrapped in 
wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. These shepherds who were on the edge of society were brought in and included. The message was for them and for all people. They weren't just being used as another part of the messenger kind of um, being used to carry that message, to give the message to others. No, this was for all people and for them just as much as anyone else. They would have been familiar with the scriptures. They would have known that um, the Messiah was going to be from the throne of David. And they'd been waiting. People had been waiting for this Messiah. And because they'd been given these details, they could go and find the baby in David's town, wrapped in cloths in a manger. And then they get this angelic worship, the angels declaring glory to God. Again, if you're the sort of person who likes pictures, perhaps just see that picture in your mind, in that field, on that hillside, wherever they were watching their sheep and yet the angels are singing glory to God and from that point they decide to go unsurprisingly having heard this message from God they don't just decide to sit there and think oh that was nice oh we'll just carry on minding the sheep now no they go they're aware that the Lord has made it known to them that they've been given important news and they go And they find it just as the angels had told them. So they can then share with Mary and Joseph and those around them what the angels told them, how they got to find the baby in the manger. Mary and Joseph now have somebody that they can share this amazing news with. And it's more confirmation from them that God is working his plan out. And Mary treasured these things and pondered them. As I imagine each one of us would, if we're seeing the pieces linked together in God's plan. And then the shepherds go back. They go to carry on with their job, but they're glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and they'd seen. This Christmas, know that God understands how you feel whether it's the first time you've heard it, whether you've heard it hundreds of times and it's a reminder that there is good news of great joy. And what is this good news? That Jesus was born as saviour of the world, that we can have a living relationship with him. And this good news of great joy is for all people. No one is outside of this invitation. Good news, great joy, for all people, despite the circumstances that we may or may not find ourselves in today and in the coming year. The shepherd's response was to glorify and praise God. Is that something that we can do today as we celebrate Jesus's birth once again? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the good news, for the great joy that this message is for all people. Thank you that Jesus came to earth as a vulnerable baby. He experienced human life 
and he understands the joys and the sorrows, the bits in between. Would you help us this Christmas to rejoice in you, to glorify you and praise you? And all of that we do through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.